Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. Welcome in another edition of Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Uh, we have some very special people joining us today. We have uh, Christy Browning, who's with the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. Christy, how are you doing today? Good morning, Murphy. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. And we have Barbara Abbey, who's the executive director of the March of Dimes here in Colorado. Is there an official name for that, Barbara? Nope. Beyond March of, March of Dimes? That's it, March of Dimes. I won't say it. I was teasing her earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean my official title. <laughs> well, we did talk about a few names, but I'll go with executive director. Well, we'll take that, too. Thank you. And I appreciate you uh, ladies coming in today. We have a very good conversation coming up and the importance of the March of Dimes. I've learned so much about the March of Dimes in the last couple of years and the work you're doing. Obviously, not just here in Colorado, but everywhere when it comes to research. we got a big walk coming up. We're going to talk more about that. But for those, and we'll start with you, Barbara. What is the March of Dimes? I mean, it's been around forever, but what really is it? That's a really good question. The March of Dimes has been around for 80-some years. Uh, It was founded 80 years ago by President Franklin D. Roosevelt, and the primary purpose of our organization at that point in time was to help find a cure for polio, which we did do. We funded the research to find the polio cure, so thankfully that is no longer a a serious problem. We've gone on to do a lot of different things, and I think over the course of 80 years, we focused um, in a lot of different areas. Right now, we're really focusing on the health of all moms and all babies. We've been focused on birth defects. We've been focused on uh, finding new ways to help alleviate the the stresses that little babies, preterm babies go through when they're first delivered into the NICU. And we're really focusing now on the health of all moms and babies. So education, again, additional research, but really trying to make sure that women of their childbearing years get the information they need to make sure that they can have a healthy pregnancy and a healthy delivery and not go preterm because the, the best case scenario is for a mother to carry her child for the full for the full 40 weeks. Well, and that's important, too. Um, and if mothers are out there, they can get information from the March of Dimes, whether they're worried about premature birth or not. Can they not just, here's, what, here's what you ought to be thinking about kind of thing? Absolutely. And we really do try to get them prepared early. We want to start the education process long before they decide to get pregnant or before they become pregnant. Um, again, making sure that diet, exercise, um, cutting back on alcohol, stopping smoking. Oh, smoking yeah. is a huge risk factor for a preterm delivery. So all of those kind of things that really are controllable in a woman's daily life, we want to make sure that they know the the risks of changing that uh, that life cycle. And a lot of that stuff you're talking about, now I have four kids, now seven grandkids, but when my wife and I were having babies, a lot of that information was the same. No alcohol, the smoking, the exercise, diet, that really hasn't changed, has it? No, it really hasn't, but we have more information now, and every day we have these different research centers, and Marsha Dimes actually has six now prematurity research centers around the country. There are five in the United States, one that just opened this past year in London, England, and they are actually doing day-to-day research to try to determine what actually causes preterm. So we know that preterm births actually are impacted by smoking, by alcoholism, by all of those drugs and and, uh, opioid use and so on. And that, whatever goes into the mom, affects the baby. So regardless of when that baby is born, he or she has has challenges that he has to deal with if mom really doesn't take care of herself, either before she gets pregnant or immediately upon getting pregnant. So is the premature birthing a bigger problem now than maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago? Christy, I'll ask you that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, preterm birth rates are going up. In America, we have among the highest preterm birth rates in the world. Uh, so it is a in big the world. problem. Yes, sir. In the world. 
So oh. it's a lot of work being done. And Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children is thrilled to be working with March of Dimes because their support for research in reducing this incidence is key. Well, let's back up just a little bit. You're with Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. Uh, This is Christy Browning, by the way. What is your background? Uh, My background is I'm a NICU nurse. Um, Right now, I'm working as the affiliation coordinator for the hospital on the leadership team. So I get to do fun things like build medical classroom RVs and uh, outreach and contract work. (laughs) Yeah, lots of neat stuff. Uh, But my background is a NICU nurse. Did you guys build that RV that was at the walk last year? We did, yeah. Because I had Dr. Washington on. Yes. And uh, talking about that RV, because I was so impressed. <laughs> but, wow, what is this? <laughs> you know? Yeah, we have educated over a thousand medical professionals just in the past year um, to teach them how to take care of babies and kids. And, and explain a little bit more about, because most people maybe like me don't even know if we've had normal births, normal children Mm -hmm. in our lives. The NICU, what what is all of that? Ah, neonatal intensive care unit, the NICU. Uh, Nobody wants to be in the NICU. Um, Some families are there as a shock uh, from a traumatic birth or preterm birth that was unexpected. Some families are there knowing that they're coming because their babies have a major defect that needs surgery that was caught when they were in utero. Um, But the intensive care unit uh, in the NICU takes care of babies. So we've got all of the technology you could possibly want. We take care of babies that are micro preemies, we call them, that fit in the palms of your hand, all the way up to big babies that have those physiologic defects that need surgery. It's kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys watch that TV show, This Is Us. Yes. Extremely popular. Yes. And the sister is had a baby early, and they're in the NICU. Mm-hmm. And my daughters, who've had normal births, thank God, were watching and going, They were stunned. Mm. And I'm sure that's just the TV version of what really happens in the NICU, but it got their attention. And it's amazing work you guys do. Oh, thank you. I mean, you take these little babies that can fit in the palm of my hand and for the most part, come out normal. Yeah, we have an amazing team. Uh, We provide cutting-edge care and managing those complications that can happen along the spectrum of them growing from being so tiny. Uh, I'm really lucky to be on that team. Well, I think they're probably lucky to have you, it sounds like. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Well, let's talk more about how Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children, how you first got started with the March of Dimes, how that all happened. Yeah, Uh, March of Dimes is a fantastic organization. We're very aligned in terms of the work that we do and the focus that we have in terms of helping moms and babies. Uh, We got... It's kind of ebbed and flowed over the years. Um, Historically, we've worked very closely with March of Dimes. Um, One of the initiatives that was really successful here in the Denver market, as well as nationally, uh, was championing the 39 Weeks campaign, where educating the public and the medical community that needed it on the importance of delaying elective cesareans um, until baby was 39 weeks of gestation. That wasn't the old practice, Um, but that was uh, years years ago now, several years ago. Go. Um, and locally, we've partnered really well. We're presenting sponsor for the March for Babies, um, and we get to work and align with March of Dimes on that event. So we're happy to support the work that they do. We did a little kickoff event a couple of weeks ago for the people that do a lot of the fundraising for the March of Dimes and the March for Babies coming up, and you did a little talk. I'm telling you, it's still stuck in my head. And you held up that diaper that some of these premature babies wear. It looked like something off a Barbie doll. I mean, seriously, it was that small. And boy, that stuck in my mind as to the good you guys are doing and the good the March of Dimes is is doing. 
how the baby can fit into that. And then all of a sudden, they're 10 and they're playing baseball and life is good. I, <laughs> yeah. mean, I mean, it's crazy. We believe in miracles. Well, how many miracles? I mean, <laughs> what can you do? Well, that, that's how the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children got involved with the March of Dimes. And now Barbara Abrey, who's the executive director, is here. How important is that for you that you have the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children and the March of Dimes working together? Oh, my goodness. I can't begin to count the ways that they have really helped us spread the awareness and just the work that they do to make sure that the babies, when they do come early, that they still have the best possible chance to go home when they're supposed to, that all of their little body functions start building and developing like they're supposed to, um, and that they really keep those families united. So it's a, a great partnership. It's a great relationship. We couldn't do what we do without their help, their support, and the fundraising efforts that they do and the right. amount of money that they've raised over the years just for the March of Dimes and during March for Babies is absolutely astounding. And it's just, we just love them. And Christy, how do you do that fundraising? Uh, that's a great question. So our hospital, um, we provide care for baby and we provide care for mom and adults. We work as a team through the whole facility. So every department is a member on our March for Babies team. Um, and it's really fun to see our NICU, of course, mom, baby, labor and delivery. But all of our departments that partner to take care of our babies are just as invested. So we've got membership from pharmacy, plan operations, construction, um, administration, quality. I The list just goes on and on and on. Um, and the engagement of all of the folks that are in that hospital because we're so in tune with everything everybody sure. does takes sure. care of these kids. We've got great engagement from top to bottom all the way in the building. It sounds competitive. <laughs> it should be. It is. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> no, but you know how it gets internally? You guys did what? You go back to your friends in that division and go, we, we got work ahead of us. Here we go. <laughs> I love that. No wonder they raised so much money, right? Exactly, and we love that competitiveness, whether it's through the hospital system or by family teams or other businesses and so on that get involved. It's really that competitiveness in a good manner, in a good way, with a good outcome, because all moms and babies deserve the best chance they can possibly have. And all of that money that comes forward, the vast majority of it does go back into research, does go back into public awareness and education for people uh, across the board. So how much of that money, and people always ask this question with as many charities as I work with, how much of that money stays here? Well, it all goes back into the programs where the, the need is greatest, okay. and I have to say that. There, there are, of course, a lot of moms and babies here in, in Colorado yes. that need that information, that need that support. But we do make a great attempt to try to spread the wealth around. Um, and obviously, we'll have money that will come in from other parts of the country into Colorado. So it's not... It's not an easy question to answer in terms right. of saying dollar for dollar how much stays here, but the money does get funneled where it absolutely needs it the most. But that's a good answer to that question. So now people have a clarity of mind as to where the yes. money money is going. Yes. And what kind of research are we talking? I mean, what's what what is you <laughs> mentioned the focus about the premature babies, but what kind of research are they doing? Well, again, these prematurity research centers around the country are really trying to determine what is it that causes a premature birth. Um, there can be a lot of extraneous factors that that lead a may lead a woman to go into delivery early, but are there genetic factors? Are there um, uh, things in terms of the inside the womb that, that create a, a prematurity or premature situation. But we're also very focused on maternal mortality. That's become a big issue with regard to um, 
things that the March of Dimes is really trying to provide awareness on. There are over 700 women every year in this country that go home or that do not go home after having childbirth. How many? 700. And to a person, that may not sound like a lot. No, it does sound like a lot. Well, it sounds like a lot to me. And if you're the person, if you're the baby or you're the husband or the father that takes that baby home without mom, that's a big deal. That's one mom that should have been saved. And it's amazing that that in the United States, with the great medical coverage and medical care that we have, that there are 700 women every year that do not get to go home after childbirth. That's just, that's a shocking number to me. It is. And that's one of those things that we really are focusing on in terms of trying to, again, the education, the awareness, but what from a research standpoint, what goes on that that causes those women to to, uh, no longer be with us? And how do maybe Christy, you can help with that question. How does how does that happen? When they go into the hospital, the mom and the dad, oh boy, here we go, and maybe it's a little early, what's gonna happen? And then have that kind of result? What causes that? Can do you have any idea? Yeah, so maternal mortality is something our hospital takes very seriously and we study extensively. There are multiple reasons that moms can die and it can start even before pregnancy, which is why it's so important that women are able to obtain medical care before and during her pregnancy, um, before delivery time. Um Causes of maternal mortality can be anything from a stroke um, that actually can be quite frequent um, to something called, um, uh, now now the name is escaping me, uh, placental embolism, where a part of the placenta goes into mom's bloodstream and then lodges in her brain, her heart, or her lungs. It's like a stroke, but a different physiologic cause. Um, moms can develop bleeding. Um, So maternal hemorrhage is probably the most common reason for death, Um, but it can range infections. That can be another cause. It can be multi-pronged as well, where mom is dealing with three of those things uh, and trying to recover from that. So it can be a range of causes. Is there any kind of advanced notice that this could happen to you? I mean, do they see the doctors, their doctors see ahead of time, we've got some possible issues here? In or? some in some cases, yes. But in some cases, it's very sudden. And in some cases, it's happening right after mom has gone home and she's not in the hospital anymore. Hemorrhaging can happen after discharge. Um, so it, some we know we're, we're at high alert for, and some it just seems out of the blue. Well, that's, that's crazy. It's scary, yes. Yeah, scary. Crazy is not a good word. Scary is really a good word. And can I just say to moms right now listening, if you've gone home and you've just had a baby and you feel like something isn't right, you're bleeding too much, there's a lot of fluid, you're dizzy, please, please, please call your doctor or go to the emergency room and get checked. Um, We just had a mom who came into the ER and she was feeling dizzy and having trouble staying on her feet and she was hemorrhaging. Oh. Um, but she thought the amount of blood coming out wasn't too much, but it was. Um, so please get checked if you're concerned. Can some of these tragic events happen with a normal birth? Yes, absolutely. Wow, never! I never heard that. I had four kids. That's the thing is you're, you're fortunate, you're lucky, and the vast majority of people really are very lucky. You're not lucky, but they're very fortunate Correct. because yeah. complications don't happen that often. Right. Uh, problems don't happen that often. But when they do, when you are the one that's impacted... All you can do is scratch your head and think, what happened? What went wrong? What could we have done differently? Right. 
Does the March of Dimes provide, and we talked about this a bit earlier, but let's kind of renew that a little bit because people might be just joining us. You do provide information, kind of a heads up kind of an information, these kind of things can happen? Absolutely. And that is one of our big advocacy efforts that we're working very closely with the state and local governments around the country, as well as the federal government, to try to really put a focus on maternal mortality and the fact that sometimes things don't go right. And we really want to make sure that the that the uh, all women, um, whether they're in what we call a maternal desert. There's a lot of parts of Colorado in particular that have very rural areas where they might not have a level four NICU facility like Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children to where they can't get to the hospital right away or they don't have the facilities available in a hospital. So we're trying to reach those folks too, just in terms of education and awareness and things to be aware of so that they can either use some type of telehealth capability if that's available to them or they can get to the hospital, get to a larger city where they can be seen and treated. But as Christy pointed out, the most important thing is for these women to do their regular um, well baby visits, not well mm-hmm. baby visits, but their their pregnancy checks, their sure. visits with their doctors all along the time while they're going through their, their pregnancy. Good advice right there. We're talking with Barbara Abbey, Executive Director of the March of Dimes, and Christy Browning, who's with the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. Can I just say you're in the NICU nurse? Are you? Is that what your title is? You, you're the big shot nurse? <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, I'm, I'm good at titles, right? <laughs> you are. <laughs> technically, I'm right now serving as the affiliation coordinator. Right. Right. Well, let's talk. Barbara just mentioned you're a Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children is a level level four. Yes. What does that mean? Level four. So in the NICU world, that means the sickest of the sick. Um, so we have the technology to do absolutely everything possible to save babies. Um, that goes all the way up to the capacity for something called ECMO, which is extracorporeal membranous oxygenation. That's where if babies' lungs have failed and we cannot ventilate them with any type of breathing machine, we actually can put cannulas into their jugular veins and pump blood out. And this big machine called ECMO reoxygenates it, it detoxifies it, and then we pump it back into babies. So effectively bypassing the lungs. That's the most advanced piece of medicine in terms of NICU management that we have, um, that level four NICUs do have. And we also have an incredibly, incredible minimally invasive surgery program um, for these kids. So so important. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the technology, isn't it? It's amazing. It is amazing. And just as a little backstory, I got involved or wanted to get involved with March of Dimes because 38 years ago, my brother and his wife, their first pregnancy were twins, twin boys. And unfortunately, one didn't make it. And it was because right. they were born premature. But his little lungs just couldn't develop. And now because of all the research and the technology that these hospitals have, chances are he would have survived. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll never know. But again, it's just amazing to see how things have changed over that length of time. What Christy, getting back to what you do in the NICU, what other problems besides lung issues, what are parents facing? They're bringing that premature baby in here. There could be a lot of things. Absolutely. So uh, risk can be all the way up to death. Um, infection is a big risk for these little guys. And you can have everything from bleeding in the brain, um, eye malformations, uh, GI issues, because their guts really weren't made to eat that little. Oh, yeah. But we've got advanced feeding protocols, and we very much use breast milk and donor breast milk to help prevent those complications. Um, it can really be head-to-toe systems complications that develop, um, that we work to stay ahead of those happening um, with the care that we're providing. It's amazing stuff. 
Barbara, let's talk. Why are we here now? What what is the we know where the money's going? We know why we need the money. So why are we here now? We are here to really celebrate moms and babies and to give all people the opportunity to get involved with March of Dimes, show their love and support to moms and babies around the country uh, by participating in our March for Babies, which is upcoming on April twenty seventh here in Denver, and we'll be at City Park. Um, we're going to have hundreds of people, thousands of people there. It's a chance for people to celebrate together to realize that they are not alone in this journey if they Mm -hmm. have had a premature birth. Um, There's a lot of other women out there that have had the same situation. So they can bond together and they can also remember we have a a Mm -hmm. memory area for babies who maybe haven't survived, who are no longer with us. So families can also provide um, memory of their children, their grandchildren, their their little siblings, and again, bond together that way. And it's another way to, you know, Let's get down to it. Raise some money, absolutely, to, to help the cause. Yes, a little yes. bit. And yes. how do they how do they get involved with that? What 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 are the steps? They go to a website. They or? do. They can go to marchforbabies.org dot org slash events slash Denver and register there. We would love to have as many people register as possible because it's very easy. It doesn't cost a thing. It's absolutely free to register. And then all we ask is that you start sharing your passion for moms and babies with all of your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers, your family members, and ask them to make a a contribution to continue the work that March of Dimes is doing. Well, that's a great event, the walk. Uh, last year, I had the honor of emceeing part of it. And, you know, the weather was a little... Uh, you know, <laughs> Not this year. It's going to no, be beautiful. No, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> but my point is, I was amazed at how many people showed up. They didn't care what was going on. Of course, if you're in Colorado for five minutes, lived here, you know, it could change in five minutes. But it was just amazing, the support for the March of Dimes and that uh, March for Babies. Well, who doesn't love babies? I mean, we were all a baby at one point in time. You know, regardless of what happens in your family situation, every single one of us was a baby. So we all have that in common, and we've all been able to be fortunate and and live our lives and grow up to be healthy, productive people and and those types of things, and not everybody gets that chance. So that's really what we want to do is call out the fact that not everyone has that great pop probability of of giving a normal birth of going 40 weeks full term uh, that there's a lot of people out there that that have challenges that have um, uh, situations that come up in their lives that they really need to deal with and we're all in this together well it's those unexpected things and i'm sure chris you see a lot of that working over at rocky mountain hospital for children you don't know what's going to happen but when it happens guess who's here to help Mm-hmm. That would be the March of Dimes and the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. And I have to note that in that walk last year, all these families that have been through this experience, it was such an automatic bonding situation. Mm-hmm. It was like they're hugging and they're kissing and they're holding their babies up. And I was even crying. I mean, and I'm a softy Irishman, <laughs> but it so affected me. And I am seeing yeah. a lot of events like that. I just didn't feel it or I didn't notice it like I did with you guys. It was spectacular. Well, and I think that goes back to, again, the thing that, that we've all been babies. Everybody loves babies. I mean, how can you not love a baby? Right. Um, and when you see the little ones, when you have an opportunity or if you have an opportunity to take a tour of Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children and visit their NICU facility, it's absolutely humbling and mind-blowing. And it just is so amazing to see these Little tiny humans. I mean, that's their little people. And they are fighting with every ounce of their being to get better and to go home. And the the staff, the medical staff, the nurses, the doctors, the everyone down to the to the cafeteria people are there to help those moms and dads go through that journey. 
And I have to, and, and Barbara brought up a good point, Christy, in the people I've seen in the NICU, those little babies, how are they so tough? I mean, they're incredible. It, it's a God miracle. You look at them and they're 28 weeks in there and they're battling. Yes. I mean, they they're, are. they're in it to win it. They are in it to win it. They're amazing. That's because of the work you guys are doing over there. Oh, and the families too. Gosh, those kids are amazing. And well, I think that really is a big part of it. It's just the faith. The faith that these mm-hmm. mom and dads have that their baby will go home with them. Uh, and they're there every day. They have, I know Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children has a lot of people who come in from outside the area. Um, so they have opportunities to let the folks, the family stay. They can find, you know, close housing and everything else for them because it's so important for mom and dad to be there with those babies. And they hate to leave their bedside just like any parent would with your child that's in the hospital. Right. But they do everything they can to make sure that mom and dad are there every second of every day to watch over those babies and give them faith. And what's hard to see is a lot of these families, they might have hopefully normal children that had normal births. Yeah. So now they've got kids at home, Mm -hmm. and then they have this situation here at Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children in the NICU. How does that all work out? I mean, that's got to be a... Tremendous challenge. So it's a huge balancing act, um, and we do everything we can to support them. Sometimes babies are in the NICU for months, um, even up to a year in some cases. And we've got technology at the bedside, so when mom and or dad, um, or other mom and other dad, um, have to go back to work, we've actually got cameras that are available on the beds where they can get an app on their phone and open up the camera and see how's my baby doing right this second. I need to know. They're always welcome to call as well, but. We try to support however we can for that disruption in day-to-day life because oh, it really absolutely. is. Uh, let's talk about more or less some of the other accomplishments the March of Dimes have done. Mm-hmm. Can you address that, Barbara? Because you guys have done where, what our topic is today is premature babies, but you've done a lot. We have, and one of the things that we haven't mentioned is the drug surfactant that we helped the pioneer the research to develop that and what that drug does, and again, I'll defer to Christy of a more clinical nature, but it helps the babies, the premature babies, their lungs open up so that they can really start developing uh, the breathing apparatus and the breathing um, response on their own. So that was a big plus. Another big thing that we've done is we really help provide the information and education about the need for folic acid, you know, for women. and Really? And, yes, absolutely, because that's been proven to be an important part of healthy moms, healthy lifestyle, all, and it gets into the baby system when mom is aware of, of the amount of folic acid that she takes. Folic acid? Who'd have thought that? Not me, but I thought somebody <laughs> did. <laughs> well, thank God for that. That's right. Um, that is right. So what else? I mean, so you guys are so involved with a lot of things. We are. And again, we go, we get involved from an advocacy standpoint, and we're always looking for people to help, uh, help us promote laws and regulations that will help promote wellness for for moms, babies, dads, for people across the country. Another big thing that we're really involved in is the whole um, cultural diversity type of thing. And we know that women of color are 50% more likely to deliver early to have a preterm birth than a woman of non-color, okay. if you will. Sure. And the same thing with Hispanic and Latino families. And, and there's a lot of cultural um, and ethnic involvement in terms of of premature birth. And we really want to focus on the African-American community and help them with their education, with their outreach, and making sure that we can service them in the best way we possibly can to reduce that likelihood of them having a premature baby. And and why is that? Do we know why they have more trouble in some races as far as premature birth? I'm not extremely well-versed, but I can tell you what I do know. Um, 
part of it is genetic and part of it is societal determinant factors. So things as access to uh, food that they can afford, um, healthy produce, healthy meats. Um, often there are what we, March of Dimes has dubbed maternal care deserts. There are also things called food deserts where folks at the poverty level or below the poverty level don't have access to buy fresh produce. Um, and if right. there is produce, they can't afford it. So fast food and cheaper food options that are more highly processed and unhealthy for mom and baby, that's the choice because that's what the budget is for food. Um, so a lot of it is societal in terms of um, income level. Well, it's hard to believe that's happening in our country, but I actually mm-hmm. did see a news report the other day. That's an issue here in Denver. It, it is, absolutely yes. is. With yes. those it food is. deserts. And Access. I'm going, mm-hmm. Food deserts? Yes. It just doesn't seem possible, but it's going on. It is, and that's why we refer to maternal deserts as well in terms of parts of the state that don't have immediate absolutely. access to, to a, a local hospital or, they, or a local OBGYN so that the women can have their regular uh, pregnancy checks. And don't have the help of a Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children in their backyard. That's and, correct. I mean, how blessed we are to have that. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we absolutely are. And how do you, did you, do you help the rural areas a little bit at the Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children getting information? Absolutely. We have a robust outreach program. Uh, it goes adult all the way down to baby. Um, our maternal fetal team um, does outreach work all throughout uh, states around us, as well as Colorado and rural Colorado. So our physicians actually get on planes and go to these tiny towns and cities, and they actually hold clinic. And they see these moms and these families and take care of them before delivery, which is key. Yes. So we do everything we can to help these areas that are really maternal care deserts, as March of Dimes calls it. It's great work. Well, we're wrapping up here, ladies. Let's get down to the bottom line here. we got the March for Babies coming up, Barbara. Let's get the final details out there and get the cash rolling. We do. We need to raise eight two hundred and eighty thousand dollars Easy, easy. No, we would absolutely love to do that. Last year, we raised over $260,000, so we're not that far off the mark. Not at all. And basically what it takes is everybody that's in your listening audience just to register, to get online, go to March marchforbabies.org slash events slash Denver. Register their team. It's free to register. Plan on being there at uh, City Park to join us on April 27th. Registration begins there at 9 o'clock. The walk starts at 10 o'clock. We're going to have all kinds of fun things for the kids. Uh, We'll have uh, face painters and clowns and different things going on. We'll have music. We'll have some great exhibits. You know, Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children will be there with their mobile unit again, which is always phenomenal. So it's going to be a beautiful day. We can't wait to to see everybody there in the park, and we thank every single person who does register, who raises anywhere from a dollar to ten thousand dollars. We love you all, and all right. we can't do it without you. Well said, well said, Barbara Abbey, Executive Director of the March of Dimes, Christy Brownie from Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you, thank Murphy. You, Murphy. Good job, ladies. And thank you to Bonneville. You are a media partner for the March I know. for Babies, so thank you very much, and proud of it too. I well, we add, enjoy right? this partnership, right? And thank you guys for listening. It's Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston. And we'll talk to you again next week.